0: Shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I say amen, Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Courtney Cronin in for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going as always. Now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's... Shay Norling. Shay. Good morning. How is everybody on this fine day? Courtney,
1: I'm still wondering what the phrase for Around the Horn is going to be. We got to really cement this by hours
2: and we have all of tomorrow. I would like to get it locked up today. So keep, Hoodie, keep the suggestions coming.
1: Hoodie, this is more for you. Shot or no shot? The phrase for Courtney
0: really should just be no shot. I'm mad to no shot. I mean, I, I think that's just simple. I think, yes, it's part of the show, but there should be something else. Because she couldn't get it done yesterday, I'd like to have something a little bit more elaborate. Right? You're giving her a shot or no shot, it will just get her off the hook. We're not doing that here. Absolutely not. Cronin should have came through, she did not. So we gotta make sure that she wins with the phrase it pays. How about that? It sounds fair to me.
2: That,
1: that? sounds totally reasonable, Courtney. Yes. Fair.
2: It's fair. It's fair. I know that I, I dropped the ball, the proverbial ball yesterday. <laughs> yes. And
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I failed the show. I failed this network. Failed Disney as a whole because they own ESPN. So I mean, yeah, like I, I deserve what I'm getting here, but I need, I need something that's realistic. I mean, no shot's an easy way. Like if one of you know the panelists that I'm on with tomorrow says something, I'd be like, no shot. Like that's an eat. That's honestly, it feels like a get out of jail free card because I can skirt under the radar. You would know it. Yes, they probably wouldn't. Yes, you want something a little bit more. Not outlandish, but something that's going to stick and going to make people go, hmm. Yes. Okay.
0: And for the record, Courtney, you did not embarrass the network yesterday. You did not.
2: No. Two African American quarterbacks starting against each other in the
1: Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly,
0: February twelfth is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. He d- he did. <laughs> Shane, go ahead. All right, let's let's get started. <laughs> A woman in the booth here in the morning show. And Susan B. Anthony right around the corner. It's Jane
1: Byrne's birthday today. And that's why
0: we've got Courtney
1: Cronin in for Shot or No Shot.
0: you You didn't embarrass the company.
2: I just embarrassed the show.
0: No, he did. He did. Two African American quarterbacks, and I was watching Soul Train just the other day. It's still (laughs) great. It's still great. I love how they dance.
1: (laughs) Shea, go Go ahead.
0: (laughs) ahead. Your thoughts.
1: All right, let's get started with Shot or No (laughs) Shot. I don't know how I'm supposed to get into serious sports after something like that. There's no need to relitigate the Bears taking Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, but it is a move that continues to look worse as time goes on. Mahomes winning his second Super Bowl on Sunday. We'll discuss this a little more 9 o'clock, hoodie, but shot or no shot. As it stands, drafting Trubisky over Mahomes is now the worst decision in Chicago sports history.
0: Uh, in the Chicago sports history... That's a no shot, but boy, it's pretty close. Think about this. When we are trying to, and again, I'm not going to put uh, Patrick Mahomes in the same category as Tom Brady because I think that's slow hanging fruit. It's a silly conversation. But when we start to really unpack it, Cordy, when we start talking about Patrick Mahomes with uh, Peyton Manning Mm -hmm. or or Jim, you know, surpassing Jim Plunkett or surpassing. Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger, now we're talking here. Now we're saying, at this. he has an opportunity to be, if not now, then at some point top three, top five. I mean, I think that that's the conversation. Is it the worst in Chicago sports history? I think Cubs fans would have something to say about that. Uh, and some Bears fans would have something to say about that. I think it's in the team photo for sure, though.
2: I'm going to say it's no shot because I don't want to seem prisoner of the moment here. Granted, I'll give you some background. I was covering the 49ers back in 2017 when that trade was made. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there on draft night and you see the Bears come up from 3 to 2. And John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers, absolutely fleece Chicago because the 49ers weren't taking a quarterback. We knew that wasn't going to happen. They were going to draft Solomon Thomas, whether they stayed where they were, whether they moved down a spot. Granted, that didn't work out for them. But nonetheless, if you're looking at it in totality and what we were just talking about with Ryan Poles, knowing that you don't have that many bites at the apple to get the quarterback spot right. I mean, the next general manager we could very well see on the way out is George Payton in Denver because of all of the chips that he pushed in on Russell Wilson. And you have to be sure that the guy that you're taking is a franchise changer, This one, obviously, we knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to pan out. We've heard the stories about, you know, just all the years later about the conversations that happened behind the scenes and Matt Nagy giving him the playbook or something to study the plays before the meeting, whatever. All of that said, in in the moment right now when you realize what could have happened and what you could have had, it's going to sting more than, you know, some of the other things that have happened in the city. But to me, the biggest... You know, the biggest regret was Jerry dismantling the dynasty in 1999.
0: It's there's a lot that we got to get to at nine o'clock, but I think it's definitely in the team photo, Shay. I'll say no shot, but there's definitely a lot there. I mean, Trubisky, Mahomes, say it out loud. OK, sounds like a, a disconnect. It sounds like a completely two different quarterbacks because they are. All right, Shay, what else? If it is no shot, Hoodie, then what
1: is the worst move in Chicago sports history? What is the worst decision? I'll, I'll tell you at nine o'clock.
0: That's what, that's what we call a tease in the business, pal. Nine o'clock. What a pro. Go ahead.
1: All right, there were a ton of questions about Jalen Hurts in the 2022 offseason. A lot of Philly fans, even the organization, questioned if he could ever develop enough as a passer to truly be the franchise guy. After finishing as an MVP finalist and passing for 300 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl, those questions have been answered. And the Eagles are expected to give Hurts an expensive extension this offseason. So, shot or no shot, this should erase any idea of the Bears moving on from Justin Fields.
2: I'll say it's no shot just because I will continue to couch it with if, if he gets, in, he, if Ryan Poles gets a king's ransom for Justin Fields, you cannot say no to that. As a general manager, you don't get that many opportunities to get the quarterback spot right. So if you're, if somebody, if Carolina comes in here and says, we want Justin Fields, we think he can be a top 10 quarterback. Here's Brian Burns or a DJ Moore, and here's the ninth pick, uh, you know, a later round pick, a 2024 first round pick. You can't say no to that. But I, I personally think that Justin Fields is the guy. I think yeah. that he's somebody that you can build around. I've remained staunch on the don't trade him if you don't have to because you're never sure that the next guy is going to pan out. And when you see all of the improvement that was made from him last season and know that he's got a, he's not a polished passer by any stretch now, can he be if you put the right pieces around him? Yes. So it, it would only happen for me... It's not a guarantee, but it would only happen for me, for him moving, them moving on from Justin Fields, if the offer is something that literally they could not pass up.
0: So, polls, the actual quote was something along the lines of uh, I had to be blown away to be able to make a deal like that. I just don't want the Bears to try to outdumb the room. Not outsmart the room, outdumb the room. This is not a situation where you say, look what I did. Look, I'm, I outsmarted everybody. I said that Fields was the guy. Ha-ha, <laughs> now he's not. So I'm going to restart. See, if you trade Fields, you are restarting the franchise also to me. If you're going with a rookie quarterback, someone in the draft, and you say, we could part with Fields to get more picks, you're restarting it again. Say, I didn't know. I think that Polls has at least five years. It makes me think you'd have more time with another young quarterback to you a to mold and shape. You have someone in place in Fields. Don't outdumb the room. Because I can't tell you that if there's anybody in the draft. And I watch a ton of college football. There's no one in the draft that I would say is better than Fields. If, if Fields isn't in his draft, he's the number one pick. Mm-hmm. He just is. So I, I just, I know it's, it's uh, tempting. I just would not do that. I would not.
2: And we know that polls did not draft Justin Fields and drafting another quarterback at the number one overall pick resets the rookie clock. You yes. have four years plus the fifth year option if you exercise it. But again, is that is anybody currently in the draft better than Justin Fields? Well, no, Well, no, the answer is no. And are you so sure that Bryce Young as a passer, because that's unless you can make a major upgrade with somebody as a passer, that's where the conversation stops in, entirely. He played with an NFL team at Alabama, right. but that's what that is, so how are you judging that when he would get to a team that won three games last year? Yeah, but is he, it going to be that much better? Is he going to be in that much better of a position to succeed than Fields would in the current state? Because you'd build around them regardless. You have all of free agency before you get to the draft. Yes. That's where you'd make your moves to find impact players who can fix the quarterback or fix the parts of the offense right now. And I just don't know that it would be that much different than what you already have in Fields. and. Another part of this that we can't overlook how many more times do you want to tear at the fabric of the locker room? We heard all that stuff postseason about how much the Roquan Smith trade, how much the Robert Quinn trade really affected things. Even Matt Eberflus coming out and finally saying the quiet part out loud about how difficult that was. Now, if you might lose David Montgomery in free agency, do you really want to lose the unquestioned leader of this team too? Because that's when players are going to start having issues with the front office and free agents aren't going to want to come here because they're going to feel indispensable.
0: I'd rather be the Bears than the Texans. I don't want to start from scratch with everybody for the most part at the quarterback position. Uh, Shay.
1: All right, alien fever is taking America by storm. What's that now? What? There's been multiple high-altitude objects, quote-unquote, shot down over the weekend by the Air Force. Conspiracy theories are running wild that the objects are extraterrestrial in nature. A U.S. Air Force general was asked if these are alien. He said he wouldn't rule it out. Now the White House has had to address it. They've come out and said there's no evidence suggesting that. But shot or no shot, these high-altitude objects are aliens.
2: No, I think they're surveillance balloons from China.
0: <laughs> is that what you believe it is?
2: Yes, they're, I do. There's
0: our around-the-horn phrase. Yeah, <laughs> She'll be never...
2: I thought I was told to stick to sports.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm thinking that if, I'm not an alien guy. I don't believe in aliens. I think that's great on television. I think it's great in the movies, but I don't believe that there's alien life that's infiltrating the country i do not i
2: think it's a bad time to go on a hot air balloon ride don't book one for valentine's day i
0: think that's fair i think that's good advice right there that's one to grow on i think that's good i think that's good that's good advice i i I do not believe in aliens do you shane orley absolutely i don't think they're here but yes
1: the universe too big for there to not be aliens hey you're a crackpot
0: we cannot
1: be alone in the universe. It's ridiculous. No, I agree, with, I agree that with that. Alone. I
2: don't think we're the only things in the universe, the only living beings. But I don't believe that this is the beginning scene of Armageddon no. and what was happening on Super Bowl Sunday when all these things were getting picked off out of the sky. But one thing we haven't talked about here, hmm. is this is this the unsolved mysteries or is that the X-Files music? I don't hear anything.
0: Okay. So I don't know what you're saying.
2: Okay. See, so you don't believe in aliens. No. I heard something. I didn't out. hear anything. Um,
0: you're a crackpot.
2: Yeah. I have the tin hat. I'll wear that on Around the Horn tomorrow. Um, the U2 ad. Yeah. Was that a little eerie for anybody's liking, knowing so. what was happening on Sunday when there's, you know, multiple of these things flying over Lake Huron and the airspace over Lake Michigan's closed? And then all of a sudden, U2 announces its Vegas residency with a commercial that features these sorts of balloons.
0: I saw that. Saw
1: that. This was
2: also the music group that put music on my iPhone without asking. So... hmm
0: Made so, everybody think that you
1: 2 was involved in the spy balloon.
2: Exactly.
0: Something to be said about timing in that regard, right? So, so this all comes out, and now here comes the, the space balloons or wherever they come from, from China, or wherever. So you can't pull that ad off because it's already been recorded. Can't take that ad off. Now what? So you got to air it. And that's what happened. So, no, I do not believe in, uh, in aliens, in alien life. I do not. I think I believe in animals and weird weird animals out there in the life. I believe that, but a- aliens no. That is not the case. But of course you too because you watch so many movies and shows. it's not real. It's all television.
2: I don't believe in that the world's running around with a bunch of ETs everywhere and Martians with the the odd shaped heads and the big eyes. Mm-hmm. I just think that there is other life somewhere in this universe. We can't be naive to think we're the only ones walking here that there's not something like this five billion miles away.
0: As long as it's that far away. If it is, let let it not be on the south side. (laughs) (laughs) Is that (laughs) U-E-T?
2: So at least you heard that one. Yes. So your alien meter isn't completely broken.
0: Yeah, I I heard something there. It sounds like an old man. Might have been might have been our last caller the joey g I i think it is not around the horn but around the nfl is coming up don't forget albert breer at 835 all part of the mix on chicago's home for sports
2: follow chicago's home for sports on twitch at espn 1000 chicago cap and jay hood are back on chicago's home for sports ESPN Chicago, Nick Bowl sucks.
3: He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out This is a really thickly built guy.
1: I mean, what answer are you looking for on these things here? Uh,
0: It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Hope you're going to have a great day here on this Valentine's Day. Still to come, Albert Breer will be with us coming up at 835. His thoughts about the Bears and the NFL. But we go around the National Football League with more. here. Shea Norling. Shea?
1: I want to start with the TV ratings. They came out today. Yes. Uh, Fox was hoping they'd get a record audience. They got $113 That's the final number for Super Bowl 57. Makes it the third most-watched television show ever. The most-watched Super Bowl since Super Bowl 51 in 2017. The record continues to be Super Bowl 49. That was the Patriots and the Seahawks.
0: Kansas City had a 52 rating with an 87 share. Philly with a 46.3 rating. Uh, rating in a 77 share. And people say, well, what does those numbers mean? Uh, I always say the higher the better. <laughs> That's what those numbers mean when it comes to the rating. So here we are, Courtney, in an era where everything's about streaming mm-hmm. and pushing towards streaming. And I keep saying that in the top 20 shows that we see on television, at least 17 or 18 are football. Not sports, football. It just shows you the stranglehold that the NFL has on television where you can have the Super Bowl. It's always oh, the Super Bowl. You know, people are streaming. They're not watching. No, when it's a Super Bowl, they're watching traditional television, and rightfully so.
2: Yeah, and of the 32 most-watched broadcast in the history of this country, 31 are Super Bowls. You know what the other one was? The hmm. MASH finale. Oh, MASH, yeah. that's big. Why? I wasn't around then, so can someone explain, like, what MASH is and why it captivated America so much? Well,
0: MASH was a, a longtime show on CBS— and it talked about the war, and it was, it was it was comedy, but there was a lot of serious parts to it as well. Um, Alan Alda was on there, Mike Farrell. Um, and it was one of these great shows. Might have been, I think is the top show of all time for CBS. That's not sports. I think in Dallas might be on there as well, but MASH meant so much. And this is when, during a time where shows had longevity. Uh, it wasn't just... Five years and out. These shows would last a decade or more. Okay. So that so it meant so much, and that it shows long term long term storytelling as well. I mean, you get to a to the crescendo. It's like, oh, this show's going off the air. I got to watch. And so it was big.
2: Is that on Netflix?
0: Yes, I believe it is. Okay. I believe it is. Here's a show here last between seventy two and eighty three. Oh wow, nine years. Yeah.
2: How many
1: channels were there when Nash Mash went off the air?
0: CBS, ABC, NBC. Everybody had three channels. PBS. Four channels. And whatever the uh, independent channels were at that time. Yep. See,
1: that's why you got so many viewers. Two and a half hour episode. I've never watched an episode of MASH, and I got to tell you, I have
0: no interest. Oh, No one asked you. (laughs) No one asked you your thoughts about whether you're going to watch it or not. It was 11 seasons of MASH. Which
2: war? Vietnam?
0: Korea, I think. Yeah, South Korea. Okay. during the South Korea, during the Korean War. I think they're trying to put it between 50 and 53 during that time, but it was a lot of comedy in it there as well. And a lot of those actors and actresses spun off into other things. Okay. So, no, it just, it's about longevity. Like all the shows that we're watching now, Breaking Bad and these other shows, the last four or five years, some of those actors spin off into something bigger. And it was a big show at the time. So, yeah, everyone was watching. 256 episodes total. Wow. Yep. So
1: 113 million people watched the Super Bowl. Begs the question what were the other 217 million people in America doing?
2: Is there any NBA
1: on? No, no. There, was there any NBA? <laughs> yeah, the other 217, <laughs> they were watching the uh, Bucks and the
0: Magic. If it was I was me. watching MASH. <laughs> so, I would have been watching I would have had that on a second screen experience if the NBA was on. You know how they do that, Courtney. It's like. Once Super Bowl's on, oh yeah. If you put on just other channels just during the Super Bowl, just for a lark, what you'll see is a white flag, just the whole time, like four hours of a white flag just waving in the wind.
2: I didn't turn on ESPN or ESPN two to see what's on, but I'm always curious, like what they're rerunning content at that time. It's got to be like thirty for thirties, you know, the college football one fifty that they did during COVID.
0: Yeah, it's it's some thirty for thirties and documentary type shows or a white flag, just a waving a white flag or bowling which is also white flag program. You ever want to know what's on when you're sitting in Soldier Field ready to go? Noon kick. You know it's on ESPN? Pro Bowlers Tour. Absolutely. Ready uh-huh. to go for you. If you want it, it's there. Got to have shoulder programming. Got to have something on there, right? No,
2: I mean, you can't just have like a, I mean a white flag or a white screen.
0: Pretty much. It's pretty much the ratings that
1: they get is a white screen. NFL Network's just got a graphic up that says, turn on Fox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to do something, man. All right, Shane, what else do we have? Uh,
1: Derek Carr has said he will not waive his trade, uh, no trade clause from the Raiders. So if they attempt to trade him, he will keep that. And tomorrow, I believe, is his guarantee date for 40000000 million-plus guaranteed dollars. The Raiders made no move to cut him yesterday. They have until the end of the day today, basically, or they're on the hook for $40 million to Derek
0: Carr. Don't you think his perfect spot would be Miami?
2: You think they're going to move on from Tua that quickly?
0: Uh, Haven't you seen enough?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, I do believe that the fifth-year option they could pick up would be cheaper than some of the alternatives. And if they truly are convinced, I'm just playing – I think the concussions are an issue. I know that Chris Greer, their general manager, said, oh, no, he's not prone to getting more concussions. We'll see about that. Uh But – I think taking the fifth-year option at this point might be their best route to go and giving this year to be the the prove-it year for Tua.
0: I love the the, um, he's not concussion-prone. Well, how many do you have to – how many concussions do you have to have to determine that? Four or five or
2: six? He he, he had two that were confirmed, three by the eye test.
0: Haven't you seen enough, Courtney?
2: I mean – I've seen enough of the concussions, but I thought Tua and the jump that he made last season, again, a perfect example. Give him a speedy weapon on the outside, bolster the offensive line, do the things. This is like playing into what the Bears can do this year to bring out the best in a quarterback who went from 20, 27th to like top two in total QBR this year. That's the formula. I just, I'd just i be worried about the health aspect, but from an on-field aspect, he got a lot better.
0: I think that the former is, what is my major concern. Would you just say that? I mean, because...
2: Yeah, I mean, am I worried about him getting another concussion, not being able to walk again or anything like that? Yes. The brain I, function is a problem. That's a big concern yes,
0: for me. I just... I, at some point, you look at the quarterback position, and you have to look the part. And I look at Kyler Murray the same way. It's like, are you really the guy? Because
2: he's short? Yeah.
0: The evaluators look mm-hmm. at it and say... And I 5'11. want somebody, somebody could be able to stand in the pocket and be able to take a pounding, or could be able to run. I mean, it's see one thing, over
2: your offensive line. Yeah, that helps, mm-hmm.
0: right? I mean, seriously. No, like, I mean, it, the, the evaluators, whether it's fair or not, look at and say, does he look the part? And I see Tua, and I say, for the, for the best interest of the, the Dolphins, you better be looking elsewhere. And that could be because of a rookie offensive line. It could be because of unawareness by Tua. But at some point, you got to look uh, at the other side of this. I just don't know if that's the guy. Shay, give me uh, got another uh, nugget for us. Officially
1: official, uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen has been hired by Jim Ursay and the Colts. He will be their next head coach. No Neophyte Jeff Saturday running
0: no? the Colts anymore. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you can bet against him if you'd like.
2: <laughs>
0: He's going to be the—apparently not.
2: The question now is, does he come back to being an analyst? Does yes. he pull the Herm Edwards, Edwards route where you start, where you are an analyst, and you go and get another job in coaching, then you come back immediately after? He was great on Get Up and he all was. of our platforms. He
0: was. What I would like to know is how many apologies will we hear from uh, Bristol? Because the, because the panel was going after Saturday. A lot of those guys going oh, yeah. after Saturday. And like,
2: rightfully so. You're,
0: you're unqualified. You're terrible. You shouldn't be in this position. I'd like to see how that looks. I want to see... When he goes back to the studio, what that's like?
2: You can go to another network.
0: What other network? Fox
2: <gasps> could put like another. It could be like eleven of them on the desk <laughs> on Sunday instead of ten.
0: <laughs> he can replace Sean Payton. And again, you put a, another person on there, and still no opportunity for Howie Long to shine. <laughs> just flat top, just there. All right, we will hear from Albert Breer. That's coming up next. We'll get his thoughts around the National Football League as well. Captain Jay Hood is on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD 2. Here's
3: today's headlines, headlines. with
0: Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. A mass shooting at Michigan State University left three dead and five wounded. Police found the gunman, 43-year-old Anthony McRae, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. All the victims were students at the school. The university has canceled all events, including athletics, through Wednesday. The Bulls lost to the Orlando Magic at home last night, 100-91. DeMar DeRozan left the game with a nagging hip injury. Billy Donovan said that DeRozan took himself out of the game and is weighing load management going forward. Blackhawks will take on the Montreal Canadiens. And Major League Baseball has made some rule changes official for the 23 season with extra innings. As far as a ghost runner is concerned, becoming a permanent fixture in the regular season. Usually baseball is also implementing a rule that limits when position players can pitch, requiring a team to be leading by 10 runs in the ninth or trailing by eight runs to pitch a position player. Jay Moore.
2: Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Hello.
0: Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins and J-Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. Well, what do you mean I'm it? We see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. But, Bert, is it. Every Tuesday at 8:35, we talk to our guy Albert Breer from SI.com and Monday Morning quarterback, and he is joining us on the Car X entire auto hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder,clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car.
3: X man. Good morning, Albert. How are you? Hey guys, if my voice sounds a little weird, um, I promise I- I'm OK. <laughs> okay, well, well you want to I was it's gonna do these it. Freak, it's just these freaking events. The Super Bowl, the come. I mean it's just like I I don't know. You got I got fourteen I days to recover. And, yeah, yeah. I come back and I can't speak and it's I, I mean like now at this point like I feel like a bad parent because, you know, like my kids are my kids are excited to see me and I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? Like, you know, like it's just terrible, so <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, okay. Thank you for saying that upfront because I was going to do the wellness check, as you well know.
3: Because I'm, yeah, I'm concerned no, I'm about okay. you. I'm okay. okay. I, I I usually it takes a day or two for my voice to come back, and I'm, I'm getting there now. Albert, I, I, we want to know
0: based on what we saw in the Super Bowl. What did what did you learn about Mahomes and Hurts that you didn't know before going to Arizona?
3: Um, I don't know that we really learned anything about Mahomes that we didn't know. Um, you know, he's I think we knew how tough he is, and you know he showed that again. Um, you know and I think maybe like the the biggest thing with Mahomes might be kind of his place in leadership on the team, you know and i I think like as a young player, you know you sort of have to have have to let that happen naturally. and I think he had to let that happen naturally because his stardom came so quick, you know and I, I think that's one of his strengths is because he grew up in a locker room um, and around pro athletes. He understood that he couldn't force it, you know. And so I think when you compare where he was, you know, uh, for the two Super Bowls that he's won, um, the first one, you know, I think he was sort of more of a leader by example and by performance. Whereas, you know, it, on this on this stage, this particular stage this year, I think it was more, you know, at, at halftime he was the guy who was, you know, grabbing guys by the shoulder pads and. Um, you know, it's even like goes back to the story I heard, um, that I wrote about after the game, which was that he refused treatment. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't want, he didn't want to go back with the trainers because he thought it was more important that his teammates hear from him. And, um, you yeah, know, I don't think Patrick Mahomes in 2019 would have been in a position to do that. So that's one thing. And then, you know, I think with Hurts, we learned a lot. You know, I, I, I just, I, I for one will admit I didn't see that performance coming. Um, you know, and it's a big. There's a big difference between being sort of a passenger on the train and being somebody who can load a team on his back and carry him. And uh, you know, I I think we started to see signs that that Jalen Hurts can become that sort of player. Um, and and he may already be there now. Um, you know, I, I was so impressed by the the plays he made on third long, but the throw he made to, to Goddard there on the third and fourteen. Um, you know, we knew he could run, but he makes runs in key spots. You know, I just. I think we learned a lot about Jalen Hurts. I think we saw a different Jalen Hurts on Sunday night than we'd seen before, and the fact that he could do this, maybe for the first time on the biggest stage, says something about who he is as a a person and a player, and um, you know, says I think something about where his ceiling is. You know, because I think there certainly have been some doubts as far as you know just how far Jalen Hurts can take it as a quarterback, and I think for a lot of people, myself included. Um, you know they're probably putting a higher ceiling on him today than they were 72 hours ago.
2: We saw the news become official moments ago, where Shane Steichen's heading to Indianapolis to become their next head coach, and this is somebody who was part of Justin Herbert's rookie season and helping him get in position to be somebody we think of with a high ceiling. And obviously, he was part of what happened with Jalen Hurts the last two years in bringing him to this stage where he's playing in the Super Bowl. What does this mean for the Colts, knowing that they've got to go out and find a quarterback, whether it's a rookie, whether it's somebody on the veteran quarterback market, in knowing that that person's going to be in position to help turn this team
3: around? Well, you know, I think part of it, Courtney, is like this is like, you know, if they were going to sell Jim Ursay on moving away from from Jeff Saturday, um, you know, it was going to have to be with somebody who kind of checked all the boxes, right? And I and I do think like what you're getting at is, is an important box to check, um, because you know it it's been sideways since since Andrew Luck retired, and that was a difficult circumstance for everybody to, to, to sort of sort through there over the last five years. And you know one thing you heard when they fired Frank Reich was that you know like uh, that, that that Jim Irsay come hell or high water was going to come out of uh, out of 2000 the t- 2023 off season with a long-term answer quarterback. And they were going to go all in to try to answer that question in the here and now. And Shane certainly can help them answer that question. You mentioned the history with Hurts and Herbert. That's a big part of it. Um, he played the position. And so, you know, in evaluating um, you know, the, 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 the kids who are going to be in the draft this year, you know, the, the Bryce Youngs, the C.J. Strouds, the Will Levis, the Anthony Richardsons, he can be, you know, a very, very important part of that. He was part of that in L.A., um in going and finding justin herbert not that he was that hard to find it but in deciding he was the right guy for, for for the chargers you know and then i think you know the development part we saw that in philly um you know, so i think having the right guy to develop yeah you know, quarterback is a huge part of it too and he can do that and then i think globally like i just think that the staff he's coming from is really an important piece of this as well where I, you know, the the mix that they had on that staff with the Eagles, and it's going to be tough for Nick Sirianni to, to recreate this, possibly losing both of his coordinators. All those guys were the same age. A lot of them had, the, had kids the same age. There was a closeness in that building and kind of a pulling in all – everybody pulling in the same direction in that building that was going on the last few years that, um, you know, I think that's something the Colts can draw on too as they try to sort of put together a group that can – can be like that they can move in lockstep so i think he checks the quarterback box but he checks a lot of other boxes too for
0: the for the colts albert breer with us from si.com and Monday morning quarterback uh, with us on cap and J hood with courtney cronin in for cap on chicago's home for sports espn 1000 he had an interesting note on si.com regarding Kadarius tony Uh, can you talk about that a little bit albert because yeah it it sounds like like the the, ultimately it's it's ryan poles in a six-round pick for tony So what happened there?
3: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chicago. I guess if you're the if you're the Chiefs, right? Um, yeah, you know, I it's you know with some of the diversity measures that have gone out gone in um, over the last couple of years, one of them is that you get a couple third round picks, the compensatory picks um, for GM hires and head coach hires, and um, yeah, the, the the Niners are actually a team that's really benefited from this because. They've seen Robert Sala uh, get a head coaching job, Martin Mayhew get a, a GM job. They got two more this year with Rand Carthon becoming the Titans GM, and then um, and then D'Amico Ryan's getting the Texans head coaching job. And so, this is part of you know the diversity measures. And you know, I you, know, you look at it and you say, well, you know, it's the hunters pick in the draft. Well, thing is, like it does give you more flexibility if you're a GM to move picks around. And one of the things that Brett Beach is very much emphasized over the last year there is that because you know the numbers on patrick Mahomes' contract are rising um you know it it, it basically puts them in a position where they have to build volume of draft picks because they're, they're going to have to fill out the bottom of their roster with guys who are on rookie contracts so um you know go, being able to get those to get that extra pick um, for, 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 for the development of Ryan Poles and Ryan Poles getting the, the Bears GM job gave them some added flexibility. And I don't know that they are as willing to be as loose with their picks in midseason if they don't have that extra capital. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a, it's a good measure by the league to kind of, you know, encourage teams to develop um, young executives and young coaches and um, you know, certainly, I, I think that there's a chance that if 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 Ryan Poles doesn't get the Bears' GM job last year, um, then Kadarius Tony isn't on the Chiefs' roster.
0: So, so Courtney, do the Bears get a pick,
3: a, a comp Would pick? that? Yeah, Albert, is that <laughs> Did they get one back?
2: <laughs> would they get that rule that you were referring to, the one that was the diversity measure that was started in 2020? Because I remember this yeah. came up during the off season, wondering, hey, is Ian Cunningham going to get a GM job, and that the Bears wouldn't qualify for a comp pick because yeah, he had only right. been there for one year so now that polls has been gone from Kansas City for two seasons will the Bears get a compen- that third round compensatory pick based on um, those minority hiring uh, principles that were implemented three years ago
3: Well if, you know, if Ian Cunningham is gone is, is if he gets one in 2024 now now the Bears would be eligible for it so so
2: would the, sorry I, would the chiefs get one for polls based on the rules that are in place?
3: Well, yeah, the Chiefs got the one for polls, and they traded for Tony. Okay. And I believe they have—I I have to God, I, I, there's so many rules, like I, I <laughs> on this stuff now. But I, I believe they get another one in 2024, so they'll get two. And um, and yeah, and then then the Bears would be eligible next year to get one for Ian Cunningham if Ian Cunningham got a job somewhere else next year.
0: Okay, all right, because we're wondering it the Bears are going to get something. I think I
3: have that right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay. Albert, we're glad well, like you
3: sp- said it's been it's been a long week. So it, yeah. it's, it
0: sounds like it, but you know what? You're going to get it. So you're going to have some. Uh, was it Phil head beer? Going to have some of that today, or?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm um, I'm showing a lot of courage in making it through this spot here. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother, rest up. Thanks so much for coming on as always.
3: All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one.
0: It is Albert Breer with us, <laughs> Money, Money Quarterback at SI.com, with us on the Car X Tire and uh, Auto Hotline. Yeah, there you go. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom.
2: Don't worry,
3: call the Car
0: X man. Courtney's Bulls Angst next on Captain J Hood.
2: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports.
0: Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN1000 and the ESPN Chicago app with Courtney Cronin in for Cap I'm Jay Hood. Still to come. You know, it's one thing for Mahomes to not be selected by the Bears, but is that the very, very worst non. It's not necessarily a non pick, but also just worst move in Chicago sports history. We'll uh, rank them for you coming up at 9 o'clock right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Imagine Mahomes in a Bears uniform in blue and orange. Wow, that'd be amazing. Be amazing. Difference making talent. Of course, he'd just be another boob in a, a Bears cap if he's with the Bears, but nonetheless, you could still dream, right? So. Here's Courtney Cronin here, my partner, and we told her, we warned her, this Bulls team is crap on a stick. Don't watch this. Don't watch this team. 26-31. and 31. I was glad to get on DraftKings and click the Orlando Magic to win that game. They've already beaten the Bulls at least once, maybe, maybe twice this season. I, I lose track. 100-91. And just no effort whatsoever on the defensive end. How, how do they lose that game? It's the Chicago Bulls. And then when you shoot, what was it, Courtney? Three for twenty one from three. From three. Yeah, you get what you deserve. But you watched. I didn't. I f- did watch it. I've
2: been wa- like ever since my off season with the Bears hit. I figured, okay, I got to find, you know, something that's not just you know whatever's on uh, TNT on Wednesdays or whatever games that we have on ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna I wanna get back into enjoying the Bulls, and this was not the year to do that. My <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Um. And I was hosting our. Uh, trade deadline show last Thursday. So right after the deadline hit and trying to keep track of all 12 moves that happened in the final hour, huh, there was none from Chicago at that time. And then hearing about the buyout market and that, ooh, Russell Westbrook, probably not going to be with the Utah Jazz all that long, that he might wind up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so last night, I'm thinking to myself, watching this just... Atrocious basketball and honestly a lack of effort that fourth quarter looked a lot like the cleveland fourth quarter where there was no communication no effort i'm not sure what i was watching i still think about that andre drummond miss dunk from saturday night that's seared into my brain Mm -hmm. but with the lack of three-point shooting if you add Russ to the mix because he's still out there and i guess it could still reportedly could still happen to to get him via the buyout market Three-point shooting doesn't change all that much. Maybe it's just more fun to watch or tolerable to watch because you have some wild shot selection. Guys shooting 29.6% from three this season. So it's not going to get much better. I hope it doesn't happen for that sen- from from that respect, but I don't know what else I'm going to keep watching for this season. I know that uh, Sylvie's talked about hate watching the Bulls, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of fans are doing. I guess I've just, I, I missed the boat so early on in the season because I was covering the NFL and you're kind of in your bubble that now that I'm out of the bubble, I want to go back into the bubble.
0: I think, I think that's best because this team has been ice cold over the last five or six games from the perimeter. Listen, And we'll do our fast break podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll be able to hear that. Uh, we'll have that for you uh, after the noon hour central time. You can go to the app and hear my thoughts about the Bulls and some of the other NBA topics. But, Courtney, I mean, for a league that has an issue with load management, even LeBron is taking the week off after he was able to surpass Kareem.
2: And they need those games, too. On that note, that's the thing that's frustrating. The Bulls need these games. The Lakers need those games. They're not even in play-in territory right
0: now. Well, I I guess my point is that in a league that has a lot of issues as far as their starters not playing in major games, then the Bulls are out there to play. They just don't play well. Is that like Zach Levine has load management issues or DeMar DeRozan? They're out there mostly every night. They're just not doing anything. It's just a, a fractured, disconnected roster. That's what it is right now. Because everyone I talk to outside the league says, what's going on in Chicago? What is the issue here with this team? And who wouldn't want to have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic in particular, on, on a roster? And it just doesn't work. The pieces don't work. And, and people want to point at Billy Donovan? Rightfully so. You can point at him, but point at the Bulls for their lack of effort defensively. The lack of prowess from three. It's as if these players have never played with one another before, which is amazing to me. At 26 and 31, they are what they are. And, and I cannot have my blood pressure pass 120 over 80 for a team that doesn't want to get out of their own way. It's just what it is. Uh, Patrick Williams, uh, still a young player developing, six points, over four from three, two of 11 from the field. Like We talk about young players in this city, right? He has to develop. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. It's just not. That's what it is, Courtney and is This is what they are. It's so disappointing. It really is. And
2: it's only going to get worse now that with DeMar DeRozan taking himself out of the game in the fourth quarter, that hip soreness that I think showed up last month, too, it's going to get ugly. And it's not going to get ugly before it gets better because they had a chance to get better. And all this continuity that they talked about in that press conference last Thursday when they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, where is it? Haven't seen it over the last three games are on a four-game losing streak. They go to Indiana on Wednesday before they come home for three. It's it's going to get worse before I guess it gets even worse, if that <laughs> makes
0: sense. No, it really is. <laughs> I mean, well said. Look at this Bulls team. That makes sense to me. Absolutely. 100-91, to the Bulls lose to Orlando. And, again, not surprised. Bulls already lost to Orlando once this season, so and they come to play. When they see the Bulls, they're looking their chops. Like, aren't you the team that's tanking? Aren't you the team that's, oh, guess not. Looks like it's the other way. What is the worst move in Chicago sports history? Is Mahomes and Trubisky on that list? We talk about it in two minutes on Captain Jay Hood.